0: Community Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Well, if you would, please take out your Bibles now. And uh, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. If you don't have a Bible with you, there should be one under a chair in front of you. You can take that Bible and the back part and turn to page 136, and you would be at 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. As I said, we're here today because of Jesus Christ, and because of Jesus Christ, today we have one of the greatest opportunities that we ever can have in this life, and that is the opportunity to celebrate the Lord's table together to as those who know Christ have the opportunity to partake of communion. What a great opportunity it is. And um, at Wildwood, this is something that we do on a fairly scheduled basis on every fifth Sunday of a month. So this is a fifth Sunday. And when we do that at Wildwood, we do it a little differently than some might do it in that we make it really the theme of our service. It's really the focus of our entire service rather than something that we would just add to the service. And so it's our opportunity today to honor Jesus Christ by celebrating communion together. And in order to prepare us for that, I would like your eyes to go to chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians to verses 23 to 26. And I want to read these verses and invite you to follow along in your Bible as I read them. But in these verses, Paul is going to talk about the instruction regarding communion that he got directly from the Lord Jesus and that he is then passing on to the Corinthian believers, which in essence also is being passed on to us through the Word of God. So I'd like to read from 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 23. Paul says, "...for I received from the Lord..." you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, what I want us to spend the next few moments doing is really zeroing in on, zooming in on verse 26. And verse 26 is really a power packed verse. There's a lot of theology in this verse, a lot of important information in this verse. And really, I want you to notice the little connector there, the first word in verse 26, which is the word for. He said that we are to do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And then the little word for begins to explain what we are to be remembering about him and how we are to remember Jesus. And so I want to take several phrases out of verse 26 and talk about their implications as we gather around the Lord's table together. So notice it says there in verse 26, he says, For as often as you eat this bread and you drink the cup. Now if you know church history as it relates to the Lord's table and communion, you will know that there has often been a lot of controversy over Communion, controversy of what's really involved with communion, and even controversy over the frequency of communion. Some churches would say, well, you you should have communion virtually uh, every week. Some even promote communion every day. Some would say, well, you have communion every month. Well, what is right? What does God demand of you and me? And we're going to see, as we look at this, that I believe the New Testament gives freedom to the church as to the frequency of partaking of communion. And that freedom is really indicated by that little phrase, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup. That little phrase, for as often as, only occurs It's really one word in the original three times in all of the New Testament. It occurs here, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup. It occurs in the previous verse, for as often as you drink it. And then the one other time the word is used, it's used, if you'll turn with me to the last book of the Bible, the book of the Revelation and chapter number 11. And we see the only other time this phrase is used, as often as. And it's used in a very interesting setting. Chapter 11 talks about the future tribulation period and how God is going to send two witnesses. Remember, the tribulation is a period of judgment on the earth. And these two witnesses are really going to be the arm of God on the planet. And I want you to notice in chapter 11, verse 6, it says these, speaking of these two witnesses in the future tribulation period, have the power to shut up the sky so that the rain will not fall during the days of their prophesying. And they have power over the waters, the lakes, and the rivers, and the oceans to turn them into blood. And they have the power... To strike the earth with every plague, and then notice, here's our word, our phrase, as often as they desire. The idea here is that someone should draw a conclusion about the frequency that they want to do that. The two witnesses are able to call a plague down as often as they desire, based on what they would determine ought to be the right timing. And so thus it appears very clear to me that the New Testament allows freedom regarding the frequency of communion. There is no right way to do it. And so as a church at Wildwood for a number of years, uh, we have, as we talk about big church together... On the fifth Sunday of a month, we partake of communion and also on some special occasions throughout the year. Now, does that make us more spiritual or more accurate than some other church who says, well, you should do this every week or what? No, because the principle is as often as you do it, there's freedom in the frequency of it. Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11 and let's see more of what it means to remember him in communion. He says in verse 26 For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim something. You proclaim something do you realize that when we come together and gather around the Lord's table, we are actually making a proclamation? We are proclaiming something. The the word in the original here is the word katangelo, K-A-T-A-N-G-E-L-L-O. And katangelo, translated proclaim, has three nuances to it. And I want us to look at those. And we're going to find the nuances to kat angelo" in the book of Acts. So turn with me to Acts chapter 16, and we're going to see the first nuance to this word. It meant to make a public proclamation about something. And the, and the key word really there is public. It means kat angelo" to make a public proclamation. Acts chapter 16 And verse 17, and what's happening here is you have the Apostle Paul and Luke who are traveling, and there was this slave girl in verse 16 who had a demonic being in her, and as they were ministering, she was following them. And notice what Luke writes in verse 17. He says, this girl was following after Paul and us, and she kept crying out, she was screaming these words... These men are bondservants of the Most High God who are, here's our word, katangelo, proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She says they're making this public proclamation about the way, the path of salvation. And so when we partake of communion, we are making a proclamation. We're making a public Proclamation. Now, there's another nuance to the word katangelo, and that is to declare the truth about something, not only to make a public proclamation, but to declare the truth of something. Turn to Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, and verses 1 and 2, and we see this nuance of the word katangelo to proclaim coming out. In Acts 4, we have Peter and John. And Peter and John, verse 1, were speaking to the people. This is talking about the people of Israel. And notice the response to what they were saying. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John. Now, a little key here is to remember the Sadducees did not believe in in resurrection at all. They said there is no such thing as resurrection. And so the captain of the temple guard and the priests and the Sadducees come to Peter and John, and they're greatly disturbed, verse 2. Why? Because they, Peter and John, were teaching the people, and here we go, and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. You see, they were declaring the truth of the concept of the resurrection of the dead by talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when we make proclamation, you see, at the Lord's table, we're making a public proclamation about something. We're declaring the truth of something, and then the third nuance to the word katangelo is to announce a completed event. To announce a completed event, and we see that in Acts chapter thirteen. If you'll turn there, um, toward the end of the chapter, beginning with verse thirty-eight. Verse 38, and again, we have Paul speaking here, and he says in verse 38, Let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, that is through Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And through him, through Jesus, everyone who believes is freed. You see, he's basically announcing a completed event the forgiveness of sins. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are forgiven, and it is a completed event. And so, when we come together around the Lord's table, we are making a proclamation. Interesting word. This word was used of proclaiming family news. It was used of proclaiming political news. It was used when a victory had been accomplished And you would use the word katangelo to proclaim that. And So what we are doing today when we partake of communion is we're making a public proclamation. We are declaring the truth regarding who Christ is and what he has done. And we are announcing a completed event. When he died and rose again, and he died for us, and we believed in him, we received forgiveness of sins. It is a finished fact. So back in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, Paul says, For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim And then he gets a little specific. He says, you proclaim the Lord's death. Now, it's important for us to understand when he uses that phrase, he's talking about more than the mere fact that a man named Jesus died. In fact, what we have here when he talks about proclaiming the Lord's death is a figure of speech called a synecdoche. A synecdoche, you say, I've never really heard of a synecdoche. Well, it's a common figure of speech. And here's what the idea of the synecdoche is. You have a part of something that really represents the whole of something. Let me give you an illustration of it. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 4, remember how Judas had betrayed Jesus? He had betrayed him, allowed Jesus to be arrested and tried and beaten. And in Matthew 27, 4, Judas is beginning to have regret over that. And he says these words. He says, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Now, you have there a synecdoche. He did more than betray, you know, however much blood that was running inside the veins of Jesus. The blood is used, it's just part of who Jesus was, but it's used of the whole. When he says, I betrayed innocent blood, he's saying, I betrayed a person. I betrayed the whole person of Jesus. And so when we say, or Paul says, that as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, he's not just talking about Jesus dying, He's talking about the whole aspect of all that Jesus did and accomplished. It's not just proclaiming that Jesus died. We're not just making a public proclamation about that. We're saying he died for our sins, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3. We're declaring the truth of the fact that he himself bore our sin in his body on the cross, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. We are saying not only did he die, but he arose again triumphantly, proving the full sufficiency of his death. And we are declaring that having believed in him that we now have eternal life, that we've gone from death to life. We now have a new standing before God because of Jesus Christ. He said, for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. And he's talking here about the full completed package, you see, of all that Jesus accomplished. All that he did, that's what we're proclaiming. We're proclaiming that I owe everything, everything to what Jesus Christ did. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim, make a public proclamation, you declare the truth of, you announce a completed event, the Lord's death, all that he did on our behalf, we are proclaiming. And then you'll notice it says there in verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We declare the truth that Jesus Christ is going to return again. That Jesus Christ is going to return in full glory one day. The one who is going to make an appearance, as is pictured in Revelation 19, And he's going to come out with a robe that is dipped in blood. And on that robe, it's going to say faithful and true. And he has a name that is called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that day is coming. And when we partake of the Lord's table, we are basically saying this will happen sometime in the future. He will soon return so men and women, when we come together on a memorial weekend, this is really what we're here to do, to remember the greatest memorial of all. You see, this is what makes us tick. This is what sparks our heart. This is why we are here on a Sunday, on a holiday weekend. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And men and women, that's what we want to do. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, we're here today because of Jesus Christ. We have people who are in Russia at this very moment because of Jesus Christ. And Father, it's because of Jesus Christ we will now eat this bread and drink this cup. And may we in a fresh way realize... That as we do this today, we are making a public proclamation. We're declaring the truth of who Christ is and what he's done. And we are announcing a completed event. He did it all. He earned it all. And it's all to him that we owe. Thank you for the privilege that we have. Oh, the great privilege that we have to participate in the Lord's table together. And we thank you in the name of the one who bled and died. Amen.